0: Thank you very much, and good morning, everyone. This is Preacher Bill Gilliland at First Christian Church right here in Covington, and it's a delight for us to come to you uh, by radio Radioland uh, today on this special Lord's Day. It's Mother's Day, so we have the opportunity today to not only glorify and praise our Heavenly Father uh, for His love and mercy and grace, but we can also lift up and give honor to our moms who are very much a part of God's program here on this earth. Always have been, always will be. We can't say enough good things about mothers. So if you're a mom and you're listening into the program today, uh we just want to say thank you and we want to we want to lift you up to the Lord. Uh you're doing great things. You have done great things. Moms are so essential to what God wants to happen uh, here on this earth from day to day. Um, You know, putting together a Mother's Day message is always difficult because uh, I don't suppose that anything has ever been said or ever will be said that is eloquent enough or expressive enough to articulate the true value of a mother. Of course, I can say the same thing about the value of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we want to, we want to kind of lift up moms today. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said or wrote, uh, men are what their mothers make them. And I think to a certain degree, that's probably true. There's an old Spanish proverb that says, an ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy. Well, that puts me in my place, doesn't it? I can't argue with that statement. Uh, Mother's Day is the day when children give something back to their mothers uh, for all the spit they produced to wash dirty faces and all the old gum that they held in their hands, all the noses they wiped and the scraped knees that they kissed. This is the day mothers are rewarded for washing sheets in the middle of the night, uh, driving kids to school when they miss the bus, and enduring all those football, baseball, and soccer games in the rain. It's a day of appreciation and celebration. Heaven knows that Mom deserves our appreciation and praise. So today, uh, mothers, uh, we single you out, and we thank you. Uh, I know one minister uh, be- began his Mother's Day sermon On the text we're going to use from Proverbs 31, Uh, he says, I have a Mother's Day card for you, mothers. This is an interesting passage, and we're going to read it. If you'll turn over to Proverbs 31, of course, many of you know this passage. It's often been called the Proverbs 31 woman. And I've entitled this message, the Proverbs 31 woman, Wonder Woman, Robot, or Model. And let's get into this, and and the idea of a godly, respectable woman, mother, Uh, is here beginning in verse 10, and this is the New International Version that I'm going to be reading. Uh, So let's go there, A, a wife of noble character, who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark and provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed with fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Uh, She makes uh, linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchant ships with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom. Faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned. And let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Now, this is a wonderful passage. It pictures the godly woman and mother. Uh, Tara Lee Cobble, who hosts the Bible Recap podcast, and many of our folk at First Christian uh, listen to Tara Lee Cobble's podcast and, and read the, uh, the the daily Bible readings uh, based around that. Uh, Tara Lee Cobble says that this passage often makes women feel inadequate because they can't really live up to this ideal. But she says to women, Christian women, be encouraged that this person is almost certainly imaginary. His mom is just putting together a prototype for him. And she's talking about Solomon's mother. Solomon wrote uh, the Proverbs and, and this passage. And apparently he's talking about his mother here. Uh, Terry Lee Cobble goes on to say, as we imagine what this woman's life must look like, we may wonder if she's a robot. Does she ever sleep? Uh, When does she have time to shower? The good news is that this list of things uh, might have spanned her entire life, not a 24-hour period. She may not have been an entrepreneur when she was raising children. She may not have been feeding her family while feeding the poor. If you're a woman, hopefully, it'll set you free to remember that this wisdom literature, it's literature and not law. And the point of this chapter isn't to compare our lives to hers, but to take note of the wisdom in her heart and the things she values. And I think this is important for us to remember. Uh, There are two main things around which this ideal woman, this ideal mother's lifestyle is centered, and I want to key in on that idea today. First, her wisdom. And then her fear of the Lord. And there are some interesting facts that are built around the, this scripture. Uh, at the beginning of chapter 31, it talks about King Lemuel. And that's probably just a pen name for King Solomon. We we really feel King Solomon wrote this. Uh, and these are words that Solomon's mother had passed on to him, according to chapter 31 and verse 1. In, in verses 1 through 9, she speaks to the king, her son Solomon, how he should avoid the temptations that royalty often faces, and that's sexual indulgence and drunkenness and overlooking the poor. These are things that he needed to watch out for, and she uses her wisdom to give the wise man instruction. And then verses 10 through 31 that we read talks about the ideals that he probably needed to look for in choosing a mate. But this is a fairly lengthy passage, so I want to break it down into just three different areas and spend the rest of our time in in those three areas, three basic scriptures, uh, phrases that that are pointed out here that I think are very important. Statements about the ideal woman. And the first one is in verse 18. Her candle burns on through the night. Uh, Verse 18, the King James Version says, uh, she sees that her trading is profitable and her candle does not go out at night. NIV Version says, her lamp does not go out at night. So what is inferred here is that this woman, this mother, is industrious. And she's definitely not a quitter, and she's going to continue to work until the job is done. What she does is remembered by her children. And her life is a light to all, for all to see, even future generations. And I I think one of the things about the candle burning through the night is that what she does is, is going to be a legacy for her. I always write a Mother's Day poem every year and give it to our moms at church and read it and send it out to other mothers. This year, I keyed in on this little phrase, her candle burns on through the night. And I'd like to just share that poem with you. It goes like this. King Lemuel wrote a proverbial salute of one who excelled above all others. This lady he honored with stellar repute we can only assume was his mother. We read of her wisdom, her dignity and love, of her pathways pursuing what's right. But the line that impresses more than all the above is that her candle burns into the night. This biblical mother has lists that are long and children to clothe and to feed. She holds to God's standard, refraining from wrong while addressing each hurdle and need. A multitasking mother is never quite done all the chores, though she tries all her might. At the end of the day, there is no time to play, so her candle burns on through the night. The king's mother's secret, and two yours and mine, is her character and fear of the Lord. And what she deserves is her kids in a line giving blessing, praise, and reward. A mother's commitment is easily seen in terms that we all can recite. A life of devotion, the crown of our queen, and her candle burns on through the night. So, whether your mother lives near or in glory, we children can live in her light. So let's all resolve to add to her story that her candle burns on through the night. And I hope that's a blessing to you, and I'd be glad to to send you a copy of the poem. If you'd like to have one, just get in touch with me. But I I appreciate the dedicated, industrious, faithful mother, woman, who continues on and is faithful with her duties and allows her candle to become a candle for all who is around her. Now, the second phrase that I want to emphasize this morning is that she laughs at the time to come. Down in verse 25, if you still have your Bibles open to Proverbs 31 in verse 25, the scripture says strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. Peterson's message, the paraphrase version, says she laughs without fear of the future. And man, that's so important, isn't it? Because a lot of times as we get older, uh, we fear the future more and more. But when we're dressed in strength and dignity, which are her, the identification of this woman's clothing, she is able to laugh at the time to come. This coincides with the person who fears the Lord as she lives her life, puts her trust in the Lord. Uh, Many of you who are listening will remember the old song that Ira Stanfield wrote years and years ago. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry or the future. For I know what Jesus said, and today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. And uh, if you're listening this morning, especially if you're a woman, a godly woman, or a mom who has worked hard to raise her children uh. This this can be your song. And I hope that you don't have to worry about tomorrow because you have hold of God's hand and he's going to see you through. No matter what happens. And you can laugh at the days to come. Now the final idea that I want to point out here is down in verse 30. In verse 30 of Proverbs 31 You know, the source of real beauty and genuine charm comes from the inside and is founded on our respect, our fear of the Lord. In verse 30, Solomon writes the words that his mother has given him. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. We've all heard uh, many times, the little phrase, it, it's not what's on the in, the outside that counts, but what's on the inside. And of course, that's very true. Uh, and that's what Solomon is talking about here in this verse. Uh, the outward stuff, charm, is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But on the inside, the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And I think back to when Samuel in the Old Testament was sent by God to anoint the the next king of Israel because God had uh, refused to accept Saul as their king anymore. And so he sends Samuel, the prophet, to the house of Jesse to anoint the next king. And, of course, all of Jesse's sons were brought out. And uh, Samuel looked at at the the oldest, and he was tall, and he was handsome, and Solomon and, and Samuel... Uh, thought to himself, this must be the one that the Lord has chosen, but God hadn't chosen him. And he went right down the line of all of Jesse's sons and God rejected all of them. And Samuel looked at Jesse and said, "Is this all the sons you have. And, and Jesse said, no, the runt, the youngest is, is keeping the sheep out in the field. And Samuel said, well, you go get him. I won't rest until you bring him in here. And, uh, God spoke to Samuel uh, as as he had directed Samuel to anoint this little boy, this young man, young teen maybe, uh, David, to be the next king of Israel, and Samuel was shocked. And in 1 Samuel chapter 7, the Lord said, uh, The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. That's true, isn't it? It's the same thing that's said here in Proverbs 31 about about the, the true character and the true beauty of a woman, a mother. It's on the inside, not the outside. And that's what Peter was talking about in 1 Peter 3, verses 3 and 4, when he identifies the godly Christian woman. And he, he gives some instructions to Christian women. And in verses 3 and 4, he says, uh, your beauty should not come from Outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles or the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And Peter wasn't saying that there's anything wrong with outer beauty. He wasn't saying there's anything wrong with hair, nice hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. It's, it's okay. It's a good thing. But the real beauty is the inner self. What's really important is that unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. And going back to our Proverbs 31 passage, uh, this verse 30, charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. And, you know, the Hebrew words for both charm and beauty uh, point to uh, the, the real meaning of those two words, point to that which draws us. That which draws us to a person, to something. And the outward drawing, charm, beauty, that, that passes on, it passes by, it fades away. But the fear of the Lord, the deep respect for God, that's what forms the foundation for real beauty and a beautiful life. So we emphasize three things out of all these this great list of commendations, uh, job descriptions for the the godly woman, uh, the candle that burns through the night, and uh, you know a lot of us who are. Uh, here this morning listening to this radio broadcast, probably our moms have already gone to glory. My, My mom has. But you know what? Her candle's still burning. And I think you would probably say the same thing. All those wonderful things and good things, she did. We can still see them. We can still remember them, and they're still a model for us. And then in verse 25, Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. I hope every mother, every Christian woman that's listening can cling to the idea that we may not know who holds, to, we, we may not know what tomorrow may bring, but we know who holds tomorrow. And then the inner beauty, which forms a foundation, the fear of the Lord, the respect for God, leaning on Him, it's so important. I want to quote Tara Lee Cobble one more time concerning this passage in Proverbs uh, 31. Uh, she says, if, if a woman fears the Lord, delights in God, trusts God, stands in awe of God, she's ultimately relying on him for everything that makes her the strong, dignified, and praiseworthy woman that we've been describing here. If we drill down, that means God is also and ultimately to be praised for who she is. This woman isn't the hero. She's pointing to the hero. She finds her strength in the hero. She's granted her wisdom and dignity by the hero. She's great, for sure. But she points to someone far greater. And he's where the joy is. Terri Cobble always ends her Bible recap podcast with those words. He, God, he's where the joy is. I hope today that you point to the hero. And if you're a godly Christian mother, thank you and, and may you be blessed. May you be rewarded as as Solomon says here, reward her. Uh, give her her reward because she's earned it, in verse 31. Um, I hope that you will feel that that compliment, that reward from God for a job well done. But I hope that everything you said and done as a wife, Christian lady, or a mother, points to the real hero, points to someone that's far greater. Uh, you, you know, Christian women and mothers, are just types of uh, pointing to who God really is. And he is where the joy is. Do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Are you trusting in him? Uh, are you basing your foundation on on what he can do for you? This is so important. Um, our Christians in this world, including our moms, they're not really the heroes. They're pointing to the hero. Their lives have been lived as complementary of the hero. Uh, I hope you find your strength today in the hero, the real hero, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ who came into the world and, and laid down the, the example for all of us. I, I know that mom, my mom's example was, was a good example, but it was an example based on the Lord Jesus Christ. And she pointed me to him. And that's what makes the difference. Thank you uh, so much for uh, joining us this morning. And I just ask the Lord to bless you. If you're not a Christian, dear friend, you need the Lord in your life. And he can make the difference in your life. He can give you the eternal view that we all need from day to day. Let's pray together. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessings and your love, how much you've done for us. This morning, Lord, we want to just thank you and praise you for Christian moms, for all that they have done, for all of that they have taught, for the examples that they have laid down for us. Thank you for that. But we know that they're just a, a, a type, a representative of the real um, foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ, but we we thank you for all who have pointed us in that direction. If there's anyone listening this morning that is on the verge of becoming a Christian, help them, Lord. May your Holy Spirit just pierce them and convict them and guide them to make that decision today. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (music)